What is up, Fresco Babies? Happy Friday once again! If you are one of the few that are listening to this podcast congruently, I appreciate you being there. Uh, We're just finding our groove. I think that this week might be the best week yet, to be honest with you. I absolutely love the bits we're working on. We talk a lot about MTV in, in the early 2000s, one of my favorite eras of television of all time. We're talking about the Sunday Stew. We're talking about Andy Milanakis. Viva la bam, jackass. I mean, just the good old days. Uh, I messed up. Wait, no, we're good. We're still recording because we make mistakes. On this podcast, we make mistakes and we leave them in. No editing. We leave in the mistakes. So yes, I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope your week was okay. Things are getting tough. Honestly, until the election happens, I think it's going to feel like chaos. I'm hoping for a bit of rest post-election. I don't know if we're going to get it, though. Uh, Wannabe and I, we, uh, we also talk about working in a mall. I worked in a mall. We talk about accents. We talk about food vendors. I mean, it's all good. I mean, this is a grade A piece of content, my friends. Gr- absolutely grade triple A. I'll even say triple A. If this was a steak, triple A choice cut prime rib, if I use meat terms. Anyways, I, I believe I'm running out of time. It kind of feels like I uh, I got time to burn today, but we are running out of time. I What I like to do is I like to talk for the same amount of time each week. I think that's very fun. This week, I don't have much to say, otherwise... Other than it just, it's kind of been a dull week. I did receive, we did receive a snowstorm last night where I live. Uh, I am applying for new jobs. It's kind of a uh, a boring time in, in the life of Fresco. I just got back from Nashville, which you guys heard about last week. So really, there's not a lot going on. Finally, I can say I actually am running out of time at this point. So again, thank you for listening to Fresco Savage live from the interdimensional bedroom with my good friend, Wanna Be. This week's episode has no title yet. I'll probably title it, uh, let me think, off the top of my head. Bam, what are you going to do next? Thank you guys so much. Have a great weekend. doing man i like the hooded look yeah feeling cozy dude feeling cozy. i'm grabbing a hood i'm grabbing a hoodie as well i gotta i gotta join There's you on that thing about a hoodie that is very very uh it makes me feel secure yeah i totally know what you're talking about it's like i got i uh <clears throat> i bought a short-sleeved hoodie this summer oh thank you very 80s uh but dude it works just the same way it's like a t-shirt material but the hoodie is still co's yeah dude i had one of those it was super long and it Mm. just it felt like oh no it wasn't nakatano that's just a joke that's a joke just for me and wana that's just yeah that's an inside joke
Sorry about welcome that. To the, welcome to the Inside Joke Podcast, where we just have inside jokes with each other and no one else understands. <laughs> well, we're sure you have fun listening to them. But uh, uh, no, I don't know the brand, but it was like super long and it felt like it was just it was just a big hug all day. But then some guy on the street actually called me out for it when I was drunk. He was like, oh, this guy with the, with the hooded t-shirt, t-shirt hoodie. He didn't sound and very I, articulate, which is great. For no, he was not. <laughs> this guy with the hooded t-shirt and then. Um, oh, because you were wearing a hooded t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Which they are. They don't. They do look a bit douchey, but God, they're yeah. nice. I'm rocking the studio headphones over the hood today, which is yeah, a very, dude. very particular look. That's an angsty middle schooler move. It, oh, it is. And I'm listening to what? What am I listening to? Probably. Uh, I hate everything about you. Three days grace, baby. Yeah. Three days grace for the offspring. Fuck you, Mrs. Hunters. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Dude, what's like the most popular offspring song again? Like uh, uh that's a different brand. Offspring? The offspring is a different band from Three Days Grace. You know that, right? You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying what I couldn't. You're saying of- offspring in general. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call from Joe Biden. Let me put oh. it on Do Not Disturb. I'm getting a lot of those. He's asking for a lot of advice, a lot of late <laughs> campaign advice. Um <laughs> But it's been tough. It's been tough. I'm sure you're getting calls too. Yeah, dude. He needs the. Uh, he needs advice. He needs from that the- moral support right now. Yeah, dude. He needs yeah. it. He's going into yeah. that third debate. He needs that support. He calls his boys. Yeah, dude. For the boys. Offspring. I think the most popular Offspring song is. Uh, I'm not sick, but I'm not. That's no. That's that's flagpole sit up by something else. Uh, what's who? I'm googling. It- Dance, fucker, dance if you ever had a chance. Hit him yeah, right yeah. between the Wait, eyes. Wait, isn't yeah. the offspring, isn't the um, pretty fly for a white guy is a big one? Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they I think that that's one. the biggest one. Yeah. And then is then, last... That's not offspring, is it? What is it? Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. No, that's I think not. that's... Um, man, I think that's Papa Roach. Fuck. I gotta revisit my '90s skate rock Cut band. My, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna confirm my life into pieces. <laughs> yeah, that can't be offered. This is yeah, it's Papa Roach, dude. Okay, okay. Do you remember that show? That TV show called Scarred on MTV. Scarred. I don't. I think I was too young. I think it was MTV Two, dude. MTV Two used to have the best TV shows. Yeah. The Sunday it, Stew. The Sunday yep. Stew. Pimp My Ride. Viva La Bam, Andy Milanakis. Oh my God. It was like, what is this lineup? They had next parental control, like the weird dating shows before. Oh, that was so funny. After school, dude, Room Raiders. Fucking Christ, Room Raiders, dude. That I never got that show. They'd always be in the towel. They'd always be in the van sitting in the towel. It's like, dude, it's funny because those shows are made for people who definitely don't know how shows are made because you it's hard to surprise people. Exactly. It's hard to surprise people. Dude, the 80% of the time, they'd run into the dude's room and he'd be in the shower. And they're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then the dude would throw on a towel. And then He's like, oh, shit, dude. Fuck, I had no idea that this giant Fuck. corporate show from MTV <laughs> was to show up at my house today. I had no idea this 
Why were there 20 news vans outside? Fuck. I knew I shouldn't have gotten in the shower right as the Dude, 20 news vans. And the girls up. would always do the black light test and it would just be cum everywhere. What? Oh, I don't even remember. On the that. bed? In the in they would raid that. They would put black light on the sheets and they'd be like, oh, either this guy's a player or very alone. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't remember that. Part. Oh, and then they had that high school story. Dude, their afternoon block was good too. MTV just like got middle school. Like seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade was just perfect MTV time. Yeah, yeah dude. And they knew how to mark they marketed to older kids, which I'm sure at one point older kid watched it, but like middle schoolers were like, Oh, I'm watching older kids. No, dude, that's a marketing technique, <clears throat> man. That's a marketing yeah. technique. That's why seventeen magazine is written is read by fourteen year olds. Dude, I bet that's what it is. It's they like the high school. Every episode we go into marketing techniques. It's awesome. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Every episode we're like, that's just good marketing. We're all being manipulated, man. We (laughs) we be past it though. Yeah. Um, But I guess if you think about it, the middle schoolers are more likely to be at home after school than the high schoolers are. The high schoolers are doing shit. Oh god damn it, MTV got me again, mother. But it's shows with like high school aged kids and like a little older like 20 like early 20s yeah that, so you're like right. looking up to them yeah for sure dude oh fucking viva viva bam i used to play oh my god i used to ask my brother if he wanted to play viva la bam when i was in fourth grade god how do you play viva la bam i just, you just do weird house. shit you just do weird shit yeah i will actually i would take the trucks and i would take the trucks off my skateboard it was just a blank deck and then i would like do skateboarding tricks on our furniture until my dad got really mad about it. But I Dude, did it. For that long- sounds like fun though. That sounds like it was fun. fantastic doing like little, uh, yeah, you just do like little drop offs off your couch cushions and it gives you a little bounce. Yeah. And then I'd be, bam, I do whatever I want. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was the intro? It was like, it's like, like I, don't, I don't, what are you going to do about it? No, it's Fucking the- nothing or something yeah, like that. that. There's, there's a beep. There's like a very well timed beep that's like fucking fuck you. Yeah, it's the this guy, this voice in the background. Bam is standing on top of a very clearly like blue screen or a green screen. He's like standing on top of a, a uh, skyscraper with a mm-hmm. skateboard. Yeah, and then the guy's like, "What are you gonna do next?" Wait, wait. Bam? I've and got goes, an idea. Whatever the fuck I want. Uh, <laughs> Whatever the beep I want. I got an idea. Yeah. Now, Marja, what will he do next? Whatever the fuck I want. What are you going to do next, Bam? Whatever the fuck I want. Damn! <laughs> yeah. That was a God. guitar. That was a guitar. Yeah, I remember I watched like a documentary on. Well, what Bam came back for like two days. He was like. <laughs> when he was sober for seven days. Yeah, he was sober for a week, and then and Vice talk- Vice did a forty minute documentary yeah. on him. I watched it because I'm pro yeah. Bam. I love Bam. Me too, dude. I I was really excited about that. Um, but it sounds like that show was just a lot of drinking and cocaine, just a lot of drugs. That and Jackass. Yeah, but, but I don't blame them. Yeah, me neither. I get it, dude. You're hanging out with your buds. They're like, all right, you're going to get in a snake pit filled with AIDS. There's snakes that have AIDS. Yeah. You want to do it sober? Or would you like a couple shots? I think everyone's taking a couple shots. 
<laughs> I agree, man. It sounds like though, at least with Jackass, with the collective group, they had like Knoxville there to kind of regulate shit. Like they had the older guys that weren't totally fucked up. Like yeah, but Viva La Bam, they were just kids, man. That's what I'm. I mean, how yeah. old? How old were they? I think Bam was like Google. fucking twenty-two or twenty-three. This is a good Google. How old was Bam during Viva La Bam? This is, is just the, this is just a podcast where I I Google things. Yeah, dude, I like that idea. Very open concept. Very open concept. I don't have like a I don't have an assistant to do this, you know. Yeah, we need you. We need to find you a Jamie Vernon, man. We do. We need a young Jamie. I need a young Jamie, but Jamie's older than me. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here we go. He's forty-one right now. So when was Viva La Bam? It would have been about fifteen years ago. So I bet he would have been about twenty-five-ish. 2003, 17 years ago. Years ago, okay. And he's 41. So he's like mid-20s when they're filming. That's wild. 24? Wow. That is, that is way too young to have millions of dollars. Yeah, and like he had all the and money. And success for- and... Because you're going to fuck it up. You're going to mess it up. It, you're just yeah. too young, man. I think about this a lot. Like if... If I had what I wanted at 18, yeah. I would have messed it up. Oh, and yeah. I would have been in terrible shape, you know? Yeah, man. And then if you're a skateboarder and you're already reckless as shit. Yeah. Like, well, the Justin Biebers of the world, he's not necessarily a reckless person, and he still got absolutely demolished by the fame and money. But then if you're bam... and not you're, to. Yeah, yeah like, you're, I'm, I hear what you're saying. Keep going. Yeah, he was like... He was a professional skateboarder, and he had all the money. And then they gave him a show. Of course, he's going to start doing blow and getting tattoos and all that. Yeah, of course, of course. I think anybody would, and anybody who says that they wouldn't are lying to themselves. Yeah. Like, how do you not get in, like intoxicated by the fame and fortune? I mean, at that point, why not do drugs? Yeah. No. Exactly. You've got. <laughs> Exactly. It probably made the show like, better. Game more <laughs> Absolutely. He's rough shooting schedule. He's up 18 hours a day. You know, you're going to have to do Coke. Yeah, dude. And yeah. coffee's good, but it's not Coke. Yeah, you can't do coffee every 15 minutes yeah. for most of the day. <laughs> You'll shit yourself <laughs> on, a, on a skateboard ramp, which would have been good content. I will admit, I would have I laughed. Yeah. But it but, is you know, wild that like we were looking up to people who were just drug users. Yeah. And it was like very if you watch if you look back it's like very apparent that like some of his like compadres I don't want to call them friends. I don't know if they were friends. They just kind of hung around the money. I feel like they're just kind of like street rats. His posse, yeah. His For posse. Sure. Like they were definitely on like drugs more were, more than so- cocaine. There yeah, was the for- one guy who just came out and he's like, yeah, I was on heroin the whole time. Yeah. And you look at him and you're like, yeah, that he looks like a heroin addict. Yeah. And yeah. we were just 14. We're like, this life rules. This That's is what better. I he's want. Just, he's such a free spirit. <laughs> he's such a free spirit. Dude, there was one. Yeah. Like, well, we don't have to keep going back, but uh yeah he would like slap his parents when they were sleeping like fireworks in their room and shit. that was jackass that was the og that was jackass well he did it on the show too um on yeah, the band he, well he probably played his greatest hits you know yeah, yeah. people <laughs> want to see the hits 
for sure. I guess Jackass, as, as fucking crazy as it sounds, Jackass was a, it seemed more organized than the, the Viva the Bam. I mean, that does sound crazy compared to like what Jackass is, but I think you are correct. Yeah. There was just, you could tell Bam sometimes on the show was just, I think it was, they just let him do what he want, like whatever he thought of that day. Yeah, Jackass was they had there. Well, there's a lot of people involved with Jackass. They're just like, but MTV just like, what do you want to do? And he's like, whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, 24 year old just coked up professional skateboarder. Ah, yeah. Oh my god. I will say though, like Jackass 3D when that came out. I mean, I was probably 22, 23. Mm That is maybe the funniest I've laughed or most I've laughed in a movie theater. I don't know yeah. if I enjoy the movies now anymore. I think they're making a Jackass 4, which they shouldn't because it's, it's like they're like 50s. Yeah, they need to stop. They need, um, to, they need to quit it. But also, I feel like because I'm also older, I understand the pain more of an older person. Yeah. And I will, I will now think it's funnier. Dude, it's tough. What I've realized is like middle school, because I was in eighth grade when that came out and I saw, also saw it in theaters. And on the way out of the theater, I actually had this full bowl of popcorn. And in the street, I pretended to trip and I threw the popcorn up in the air and it went all over in the middle of the street. Where the, and I did that solely because I was so inspired by the. <laughs> See, did this, you're putting on a show. Did your friends know that, that you were putting on a show? Yeah, I was like, hey, I was with my buddy and I was like, hey, dude, check this out. And I tripped and like oh, we were with his older sister and his older sister's hot friend. And so I had to impress. That's tough. That Listen, yeah. that's a tough situation to be in. I get you. <laughs> Especially as an eighth grader, man. Dude, that's and- where like my humor was formed, dude. My sister would have like a friend over who was attractive. And hell yeah. And I'd like we'd my mom would be like, yeah, you can watch a movie with them. And I'm like, yes. And then they'd put on like <laughs> dirty dancing and I would make fun of the movie and Andrea would laugh at me, and I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yes. yeah, dude. Dude, that is the reaction. I am so in. Yeah, dude. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to bring my A game this time. <laughs> yeah. You go to the bathroom, you're like, come on, man. <laughs> you're throwing water in your face. You're like, this is, the, this is what you've been training for. Yeah. This is and why I, we watch cartoons. Yeah. And just, I would just douse myself in Axe body spray, man. Whenever that was, oh my god! <laughs> I yeah, don't we think used, I go- used Axe. Of course I did. What am I thinking? I've, I'm sure I used Axe. The and that wasn't, dude. That was actually <laughs> with Ryan Sheckler. Ryan Sheckler, who was po- like shortly post Bam Margera. But Remember Ryan Sheckler? Fucking MTV was so pro skateboarder for like four years there. Bam, Rob Deerdeck, and Ryan Sheckler all had their mm. own shows. Well, yeah, and but the, I mean, we liked it. That's like how we grew up with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I know, and I, I don't know what happened. My brother's two years younger than me, and like he, they didn't fuck with the skateboarders at all by the I'm time. I'm sure they have a new thing. I think like skateboarding became what punk rock was. Like, it was yeah. like alternative, do, it, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. That's like what it became. And yeah. I mean, your brother's probably 10 years younger than me. And I, I'm sure he has his own version of what that is. Yeah, for them, it was the athletes. I mean, at least for my brother. I'm, I'm That's how my brother is, too. It's like he gets it's really funny. into, like, fantasy football. And, and, uh, and <clears throat> I just – I don't even know. I like football. And I'll watch 
I watch like four games of football a week, but I don't know players really. I just yeah. enjoy watching the game. I know numbers, if anything, more than play. Like, hey, number 37, he's always doing good. You know, like I, but I don't know specific players. Meanwhile, my brother will know, like, he'll know what they ran at the combine. You know, the, do you know what the combine is? Yeah. That like, was that's, that's wild. I, I don't think about that stuff at all. Yeah. For a long time, I was so confused because a combine is something that you harvest corn with. Right. And your little Midwest brain would think that as well as mine. Yeah. And I don't understand why both are called a combine, what the etymology is there, but we'll have to. Well, I believe it's a, it's a, it's the combined like showcase of, of like rookies. But why are both things called a combine? They do very, very different things. No, I don't think so. Because a combine collects the corn and combines it into one place. Oh, okay. This is just uh, my this is just my logic. This is just stream of consciousness. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's okay. also there's also a thing in music called a combinator. It's for synth- synthesizers, uh, okay. in which you take you take like multiple synthesizers and you can combine them with a combinator to make That's one really cool. sound out of, you know, three, four, X amount of sounds. Okay. That's, that really makes a lot of sense. It's just combining. Okay. You're just bringing a lot of things together into one place. That's... Yeah. You're combining things. I think you're thinking too hard. Yeah, like nothing no. about the combine tractor is a combine because of the tractor. It's a combine right. because of what the tractor does. Which, if oh. you think about it, I feel like that's the way you market products to farmers. You're like, what does it do? They're all tractors. What, what do? does this one do? Combines. Um, Harvests. Uh, yeah, dude. I Sorry. Last week on the... Why am I apologizing? I'm not sorry. You write the script, my friend. I told you this last week, too. You write the script. You don't have to apologize. I'm always doing that, man. It's because I love you too much, man. Yeah, I'm I just your spirit have... guide. Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell t- you want to tell the you want to tell the boys and girls about how I'm your spirit guide and how you're freaked out. Yeah, let me just we'll get to that after I tell a tractor story. Is that cool? Yeah, I'd love to hear your tractor story. Yeah, let me just we'll get to that after I tell a tractor story. Is that cool? Yeah, I'd love to hear your tractor story. Yeah, let me just we'll get to that after I tell a tractor story. Is that cool? Yeah, I'd love to hear your tractor story. Yeah, let me just we'll get to that after I tell a tractor story. Is that cool? Yeah, I'd love to hear your tractor story. Remember last week or the week before we talked about how the county fair would come through our town? Yeah. The we'd always they'd always have these they'd always be selling tractors and combines and I would always go up to the farmers I'd find a dude looking at the tractor and then I'd go up to him with a southern accent and I'd always say something like Oh man, can you believe the price on this old thing? And then one time this dude turned to me and he just goes, Old? It's brand new. And I was just like, Oh shit, he got me. It is. And but I like I think that's exactly what farmers do. They show up to the tractor sales place and they're just like, Well, what's it do? Does it, you know, does it harvest? Does it dig in the ground? Does it chop things up? That's what that's what my version of like what all farmers do. Yeah. <laughs> is is there a satisfying end of the story or is that is no that's it i just had great memories i would just find strangers and and assume that they spoke in a southern accent yeah and i've that- got a great accent story before we get to your <laughs> my, your angel story 
I was I was working in a mall and uh it was my break and I got in a bad habit for like six weeks once where I like eat in the mall like every shift. I would always go pick something up. Was a mall that I'd be familiar with. You'd be familiar with this mall. All right. And uh it's the Hinky Dinky Town Grand Mall. And it is I went to a place, it was called like China 88 or something. I don't, I, and so where I live and work is surrounded by bumfuck, right? I know you're familiar. Yeah. It's like, I live in a city that is a ship in a sea of country, you know, country small bumpkin. towns, country bumpkins, to put it nicely, country bumpkins. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are kind of foreign to them. A lot of them, in fact, will come to that mall to get food before prom. And that is like a, like they walk around in their prom dresses and their formal wear. And that's part of the tradition for them. It's very weird that I do not get it, but it is something I saw every year. Anyways, so I'm waiting in line at the at the uh, China 88 or whatever it's called, and uh, he, I'm just like looking at the menu, and I'm not really in line, and like some country folk walk by, and uh, he the the man flags them down, and for a sample, right? That they all give out samples because it's a great way to get people to eat your food, uh, and so he starts talking in like a very Mandarin accent of which I will not do. Cause it's very offensive, but he's like, Oh yes. Oh, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm not going to go any farther than that. Yeah. yeah. And it was very like, these people were like, Oh, this is must be like really authentic. Like they were like, Oh, they were just, you know, when people taste things, they go, Oh, Oh, it's like, they've never tasted food before. It's so <laughs> annoying. I've all, I've been the guy who gives out samples way too many times in my life. And you're like, now this one, this one has a little bit of a sweetness at the end that I think you'll notice is different than the Fuji. And they'll eat it. They're like, ah, with your fat fucking jowls. And they will, they will, I could tell them how it tastes before they taste it. And they'll agree with me. I would, I would tell them it would taste a different way than it tastes. And they'd be like, I do, I do here. And their spits fucking all over their chin. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Fat fucking pigs. I hate samples. Um, I'm also a fat fucking pig, so I can say it. Anyways. Then I go up to order my food after this man has just caressed them with sweet Eastern, you know, lexicon. And he's like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, he he was totally... <laughs> he was totally Americanized. Oh, he was He was just wheeling and dealing food. <laughs> It was wild. It's one of the funniest things. I couldn't even tell him that it was funny because I, I know he's hustling. Yeah. But totally he just awesome. like took those people for a ride. And they totally. probably still talk about it. They're like, you know, that China 88. Yeah. It's got real authentic food. We talked to that young man, a great young man, great young man, you know, small business owner, great young man. He, he came here, he immigrated here, and he's just, he's putting in the work the right way, the totally. right way it should be done. Some of them come over and they work hard, and this is great to see. And I just think it adds. I think it really adds to our culture here in the and mall the to have that kind of man uh-huh. there. 
And then he talks, he's like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, it's just no, totally regular guy. And it was oh, so funny, oh. man. It was, it was just like, it broke my heart and made it sing all at the same time. Yeah, well, I love it. I love yeah. it. It was a great story yeah. about action. So let's get on to angel number 333. He'd been interested in other religions, like, like Buddhism and Hinduism. And he yeah. had these really... Also, to everyone who's curious, he is a white guy. And... <laughs> He's got, he's got, he's white. Just so you know, this guy's got a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, he's white and he has disconnected from, uh, I don't know, mainstream sources. And yeah, man, it's called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, he's got a lot of time and he was all about um, trying to get other people to be able to get off the grid. He, yes, he's white, but I do think he was really smart and he did a great job. Well, you can be both. You can be both, absolutely. Some people don't think so, but. Well, those okay. people are wrong. Anyway, anyway, great, great YouTuber talked about. Um, it started with Tibetan Buddhism, then he had videos on Hinduism and Christianity, and um, I learned a lot from him. And he had a video on synchronicity, I think it was called. And yeah. that's oh yeah, that's what it is. And that's this concept that like all you know everything happens for a reason, and we're we like everything has a number value essentially, and. I just watched the video because I was interested in it, but I don't subscribe to things like that. I don't believe that. that thing. Um, but this summer, um, probably at my, one of my lower points in the summer, I just started meditating. I also studied Tibetan mm-hmm. Buddhism, you know, in, with an actual Tibetan Buddhist group um, with a woman from who was actually from India. She wasn't white. Okay. Thanks everybody. <laughs> and so I started meditating this summer again and I start, I kept, waking up at 3.33 in the morning. And wow, I remembered it from 2018. I was like, there's a little thing in my brain. And I was like, okay, I keep seeing 3.33. I'm not going to think anything of it. Um, and then one day I was on a walk with my girlfriend. I don't know if we were dating at the time, but um, she's now my girlfriend. And I look up at this house at a random time when I'd already been thinking about 3.33. Mm-hmm. And the address of the house is 3.33. And it's big and it's staring at me. Oh, and man. then... Two days later, or I think maybe the, the, the day after or the day of, you came to me and you were like, and I called you, I was in a bad spot. And Which you do tend to do, and that's fine. Yeah. That's what friendship is yeah. for. Exactly. And you're the, yeah, but I was in a really bad mindset. When was it? When was it? Was it? The, I, when we talked about, we talked about politics, it was, it was in July or, or early August. Man, talked sounds- about. It feels like a world away, but it was only a few months. Yeah, dude. And we talked for a long time and you let me just go, which is what I needed. And then at the end of that conversation, you're like, hey, man, I don't know if this is the wrong time to ask, but I was going to ask you to do a podcast. And um, Oh, I remember this. I texted yeah. you. And then I was like, shit, man, I wasn't going to talk to you about it, but I've just been seeing 333 everywhere. And then you dropped a song called Fine, and the, the 12 people who listen to this, if you haven't heard Fine by Fresco Savage, check it out. Hell and you'll yeah. notice, if you watch the YouTube video, the length of that YouTube video is 3 minutes and 33 seconds long. Yeah, that, was, that is wild. And you just found that out a few days ago, and you told me, and that, I that's pretty it. wild. I, dude, I noticed it right when you dropped it, but I didn't. But what does 333 mean? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So when you keep seeing three, three, three around, if everyone, if anyone else is having this experience, it means that angels apparently are following you around, or they're they're close to you and they're guiding you and they want you to pursue things differently. 
And, you know, when you mentioned this podcast, I just had this great feeling in my gut and Mm. yeah, something we'll have to look into it more. Maybe you can do a quick Google search, but it's something to do with the presence of angels. Yeah. Okay. So riddle me this. I see seven, seven, seven. Oh, is that a thing? Is that, should we just Google it right now? Live, live on air. Do it, man. I can, I can explain it while you're Googling it too. Like everyone's got a different, based on the date of their birthday, they've got a different life path. It all has to do with like the sum of when you add up like mine's or okay. So if your birthday is zero one, 12, 1995, you add up those numbers in a specific way. And then you get a single digit number, which gives you your life path. Yeah. Um, so you have to calculate it and then there are mastery. Numbers. Oh, hell yeah. If uh, you're, Sign of getting divine guidance that indicates yeah. it's time to get rewards for your efforts. I think this is right. Yeah, <laughs> I think I this is for sure right. <laughs> yeah, let's go with it, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> interesting. If this is how else. psychics work. They're like, I feel like you're a really, really influential person in your yeah, friend group. And people are like, I am. I absolutely am. You're so right. You know what? Now that I think about it, you're right. And I just feel like great fortune is awaiting you due to your efforts. I mean, I really think what you're doing now is very serendipitous to how it's going to work out in five years. And you're like, yes, that's got to be true. I want it to be true so bad. This woman's obviously very smart. She just said serendipitous. She knows serendipitous. She's they rope you in, dude. They rope you in with the vocab. Yeah, uh, do. I don't know if this is. Uh... Ooh, there's a negative connotation due to gambling. Oh, because of the thing, the like the slot machine seven seven seven. Oh, interesting okay i also so i i got charted and i was told to stay away from gambling by my uh by my uh, astrological friend oh cool that's probably great advice man i mean literally could be a great advice for any person ever but yeah great advice actually dude i she charted me right so like i got i saw this um i'm not like into astrology but i was low and i was like this sounds stupid, but I saw this like post on Instagram that was like Gemini's and I'm a Gemini. It was like, it's time to seek out like an Oracle friend or soothsayer friend. They have something to tell you. Right. So I know my friend is, she's super into astrology and spirituality. And, um, you know, I've had many conversations with her over, over my life about how she doesn't, consider herself one thing she like wants to be knowledgeable in many different forms of spirituality in order to best serve the people who need help because some people are like affected like my dad would not be affected by astrology but she also knows like christianity and stuff and the bible and so because there's truth and lessons in all these in all these forms of religion yeah she charted me and it felt like i was reading a mirror like Mm. she just nailed it and like everything was just like when it came to substances and gambling, it was like, be careful. And I was like, well, I do have an issue with substances. I'd like to get fucked up. Like, that's so right. And like, just like, there was just some really nice, like, for example, um, part of it is like how you're perceived by other people. That's something that like my, that I struggle with as a person. And she like nailed that right out of the gate. She's like, you have a lot of mental stress about 
how you see yourself versus how other people see yourself. And I'm like, fuck, that's so true. Now that may be true for everybody, but it's very true for me. And so she highlighted, she's like, these are, um, these are other people. These are like artists who share similar signs, rising signs and stuff. Um, and the way other people perceive them is also how people will perceive you. And what's interesting is I've never heard of these artists, but I started researching them and I've always said that like my greatest asset as an artist is I have a naivety to my work because I'm constantly just doing the best that I can be doing in that current moment. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I've always said like my inability is my ability because I'm doing it with so much fervor. It's like the best I can do. Like I'm, I really stretch myself. And one of the artists that she said people would perceive me like is this like old French painter who people call the naive artist. Yeah. Wild. Dude, I know that you, you told me that. And I remember back uh, when we first met, you, to- we, you told me the story of Johnny Cash. Like you compared yourself to playing slow. As yeah, because somebody asked Johnny Cash, if you watch Walk the Line, it's Reese Witherspoon, but I'm sure it was a real person who said something along these lines, but maybe a less, little less uh, perfectly laid out. <laughs> uh, but she, she asked Johnny Cash, um, how do you get your sound? Just that low, steady drone and he says if we could play faster we would yeah and that like affected me so much because i mean i i just became the world's best rapper you know this is a new this is new for me and the thing is is i'm i'm always doing the absolute best i can like i'm holding no punches and i think that's important for creation and it makes you create like a child who are like the best creators Cause they're not yeah. worried about how things they're not worried about little details. They have like, there's this wonderful, I don't know the word for it. A naivety. There's like a naivety to their creation that keeps it, you know, close to the heart. Cause nothing's worse than like something that's meant to en- entertain you. That's like too thought out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a professional guitar player named Ingve Malmstein. And he's perfect. He plays arpeggios really quickly and beautifully. And he develops these intricate melodies. And he's not, he has, no, has been known for like discrediting Jimi Hendrix because Jimi Hendrix was sloppy and just made noise, quote unquote. And everybody shit on him for that because everyone loves Jimi Hendrix because of that, because he's sloppy and he's got the whammy, the wah pedal. Well, and, and he just, he was just filled with intention more than like skill. Exactly. And Ingbe, you don't know who the fuck Ingbe Momstein is unless you're a, you know, unless you're a guitar player. Well, and, and the thing is that I, dudes who can riff hard are a dime a dozen, like other people's riffs. It's hard to be, it's hard to show true emotion with an instrument. Dude, yeah. 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 Like Jimi Hendrix covers, like he has a cover of Hound Dog by Elvis. And it's mm. just so powerful. It just, he's, every song he covers has got so much. It's a whole new song, and uh, and that's something that's crazy. But anyway, yeah, the naivete, and also the the spirit guide, man. Like, not the numbers, man. You think it's real, or what's up with that? Um, one time I read the secret, and no, you didn't. And okay, so here's the thing: we have two and a half minutes left, so I'm gonna try to speed right. this out. I don't know if those things are real, but sometimes it seems like they are. 
And if it gets you through a day, it's it's worth Dude. it. But like I... law of attraction for real. For real. I read The Secret in the Morning. It's a short read. It's like an hour. And this is like maybe 2011. Mm-hmm. And my buddy and I were hanging out that night. And, you know, in The Secret, they're like, set an intention that's like really easy just to start. So I was like, I want a Mountain Dew, right? I was like, Mountain Dew, whatever. And that's so you think about the day. You attract it. You're thinking about Mountain Dew. I just want a can of Mountain Dew, can of Mountain Dew. My buddy comes over, and it's not like he would always bring drinks. But we came, he came over to watch, like, a scary movie or something. And he lived a block away from me. And he, he's like, hey, I brought a can of Mountain Dew for you. And I'm like, oh! It's working! It works! And then I saw a TikTok a few weeks ago that was like, that was like, all right, so none of us really believe in the law of attraction, but let's just try something. And it was like, just think about frogs. Set your intention as frogs. For the next minute, just think about frogs. Think about how they're green. Think about how their eyes bulge out. Just think about frogs. And meanwhile, there's like pictures and videos of frogs on this thing. And it's like, let's see if this thing works. No lie, man. I saw frogs for three days everywhere. Ah, so I, I don't that. know. Is it is it that my brain suddenly tuned into frogs? Right. Or is it that the frogs were in tune to me? I don't know. Is there a difference? I don't know. Right. But there could be something to say about it. And I've also been into manifesting because I'm fi- I am buying a 2024 Bronco in the next five years in cash. So I've been really hard on that because <laughs> truthfully, I think I've earned it and I think they're dope as hell. So I will be buying a 2024 Bronco in the next five years in cash, no loans in cash. And I've been saying that people laugh it off. But if I say it enough, it's going to happen. I got a feeling. All right, dude. It's here now. And now and now the world knows. The world Uh, knows. You know, I've just never had a reliable vehicle. It's always been something I've wanted. And especially to drive in the winter, you know, and they're and they're dope. But that's that's our episode today. Do you have any final words? You maybe have a minute. You deserve the Bronco, man. That's I deserve the Bronco. 2024 Bronco in cash within the next five years. Intentions are set. I will now go meditate and finish my pot of coffee. Wanna be? It's always been a pleasure. We may get cut off here. Any final words for the for the listeners? I love you, man. Can't wait to see you next week. All right, I'll see you next week, baby.